Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Are we ready to just join in like-mindedness and spirit and in truth and just worship our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords? He is so good. He is so good all the time. And he brings us signs and wonders and things to see and takes us from the flesh to the spirit and says, draw nigh unto me. So I want to invite Tammy to come up and share spirit to spirit, something that the Lord gave to her. And I believe in it, there's a prophetic piece for us, Legacy City. Who was gone last week? Oh, good. Good, good, good. Not ever, I was like, not good that you're gone, but <laughs> it's good that you're not all going to have to sit through hearing me a second time, just a few of you. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm glad you're all here. <laughs> Oh, so last Saturday night, I had a dream that we were in, it would appear to be a house with a large window, like my house, and we had been looking outside at the clouds and the um, sky, just really beautiful colors and the clouds looking like angels and all that stuff, and we looked outside again, and there was Jesus standing in the front, and it was a side view, and his arms were out like this, and he was just staring straight ahead, yeah, just like Marilyn. And I could hear someone say, oh, he looks so sweet. There's a sweetness about him. And I was like, there is a sweetness about him. And then I turned around, and I was walking through the house, and these heavy drops were coming in the house. And someone's like, milk and honey. And I'm like, what? No way. Are you kidding me? Milk and honey falling in the house, not outside, in the house, and we're all... Um, grabbing it and we're tasting it and you could taste the milk you could taste the honey the honey was not too sweet like honey can be it was perfect and we were all enjoying it and just being like oh my gosh no way and then I heard someone say I couldn't see a face I just heard heard it like a dog returns to their vomit and I was like what what does that have to do with this and then I heard someone say so excuse me crap is coming closed the front door and I was like what like just during my moment here so look outside and they're on a truck bed is human waste and everyone's like shut the front door shut the front door so Scott runs and he slams the front door shut no sooner did that door shut that you could hear it hitting the outside of the front door it was the craziest thing and everyone's like what just happened this is really weird and then some, everyone, and I think somebody, I can't remember, but was like, yeah, but look what we just, look what just happened. Like, that was so amazing. Like, you know, that's out and, you know, we're good. So I just want to, yeah, prophesy that God is going to just release something in this church. And I really felt like it was for our church that we're coming into a new season that God's outpouring is going to start happening in this church and that you all are all wise to what can go on out there. You know, people aren't going to like what happens in our church. And that's okay. We are strong and we're prepared and we're not going to stop doing what God's called us to do because of other people. So, so yeah. So, Marilyn, here you go. Thank you, Lord, for that vision. Thank you, Lord, that you say close the door on the past. Close the door on the junk in our head, because that's not where God resigns, and go to the heart, which is where you see, experience, and live in and through him. 
And I really, I'm, I'm, you know, I declared a couple of weeks ago it's a new season and that we are becoming the beacon on the hill and we will be drawing people inward. Well, you know, when that happens, the enemy's like, cannot let that happen. And in the last couple of weeks, we've had several situations where people have ended up stubbing toes, breaking toes. Um, you know, I've been going back and forth with this whole knee, knee thing. And um, uh, the Sunday that I spoke, I walked up front and I didn't have that little pull in it. It was like the muscle or something was all wrapped wrong. And so for two weeks, I walked just, just like everybody else. I don't want to say normal because I don't want to be normal. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm in my office uh, about a week or so ago and all of a sudden I, I started to fall. I don't remember tripping over anything. I don't remember any of that. But you know when you kind of like trip and fall, you're, you know, you're heading downward? I wasn't. I was straight upright, and I felt like something was hurling me against a wall. And I mean, I hit full impact. And what I hit was the side of a metal um, file cabinet. Anybody else want to hit a file cabinet at full bore? I didn't either. And I hit, I hit square on my knees and slid straight down so that my legs were buckled underneath me dead weight. That should have ripped that wounded knee. Uh-uh, it didn't. In spite of what that was, and I'm believing it was a spirit demonic realm, the knee is A-okay. And I got it, my husband said, okay, now let's go slow. And I just said, oof. I just looked at him, I was like, Nope, 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 I'm walking. And he said, yeah, but. And I said, you fall, you do what you want with your knee. I'm up, I'm walking. I'm walking this house in Jesus' name. I'm declaring the blood over. And I said, I, I don't think that was just a trip and fall on a purse handle. Nothing followed me, locked on my foot against that wall. Are you hearing me? And I just have been going since. Now, in the meantime... Naira, you said you were getting in your bathtub, I think, and you smacked your, your toe, and she broke her toe. Somebody else. Who else has? Dave's got a broken toe. And then there was somebody else. Amy's mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So would the, would the three of you stand up, and would some warriors, young and old, young man, young man, hey, Cutie pie, go back there to Naira and lay your lay your hands on her. Yeah, that's true. When I was flying through the air, uh, I screamed, "No, Jesus!" And I believe that was the saving piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Father, 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 come on, gather up, gather up. Leave no person uncovered. Lay hands on the person next to you. You don't know what, what may be coming their way. Father, we declare and decree healing. Healing for each person involved here. Healing for Naira's toe, Lord. Fused or not. Total healing. Pain gone. Renewed. Father, we pray for Amy's mother. We play, pray and declare total healing over her. Father, that no weapon formed against her prospers. And David, Lord, we thank you for the warrior that he is, the word you have sown deep inside of him, and healing is his inheritance in Jesus' name. 
So, Father, as we pray and plead the blood over each one of these, and we declare that no weapon formed against them prospers, we also declare and decree for each one of us here that same blood covering. It is our inheritance, Father. Your word says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. And we lean on heaven and say, come pour down on us here as we rule and reign as your bride. In Jesus' name, shalom, peace to all. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. We're going to have a lot more of those just because we're warriors. Understand it. Come back. Let me do that one to you, sir. Get close to this, though, because it's coming. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe I just do it to myself. <laughs> so learn to walk in the spirit. Learn not to, um, to, to judge it. Just do it in obedience. Do it in obedience. Uh, just really quick, I want to talk about that with um, breaking my toe. And it is fused. It was fused in 1970. And I've broken the little toe on my left foot numerous times. And it's painful. This was excruciating. I heard the crack. And so I, I wound up being in the shower because that's what I was trying to do and the water's cascading down on me. And I just said, Jesus, take this pain away. And I went down and I touched my toe, crying out to him because it was excruciating. I almost passed out. And I tolerate a lot of pain. And immediately, and I, then I went on to say, and please heal my toe. Guess what? He took the pain away immediately. So for me... I was expecting, what I was thinking in my head was, okay, I don't want to see a purple toe, I don't want to see it swollen, and I want that joint to be brand new. But what I wasn't focusing on was that he took the pain away immediately, and I was able to walk, and walk the next couple of days. When I've broken my toe before, I'm hobbling around. So don't disparage small beginnings and, and come with a grateful heart for what he is doing, what he's going to do. And I'm learning to contend for the complete healing. And I'm bathing for that. Yeah. Let me add a little bit more to her story. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, she ordered the boots she has on. She ordered them, I think, off of Amazon. And she came to church and I said, oh, those are cool. She said, well, you know, she said, I ordered this, but I thought it was going to be that. And she said, these are kind of sloppy inside, and they don't really fit tight. And you know what I mean? And we lean on our own understanding and say, what, what was, Lord, what was that deal? Cost me 35 bucks or whatever, and they don't really fit right. Hmm? No big. Except he knew what was coming. He provides, he brings us provision. He knows before we know, and he says to himself, yeah, well, girlfriend, you got a testimony coming in a couple weeks, and this is going to be part of it. I gave you 35 bucks. I told you where to spend it. You were obedient, and now you walk in comfort. <laughs> Isn't that good? I love God. So just in, uh, just kind of what's been going around. Um, it seems like there's a theme in our house every week. It's like the Lord's always showing something. It's like, here's, here's a little more light on that. And so the, uh, the light has been on that we are in Christ 
Christ is in us. We are in the Father. The Father is in us. His presence, his power, they, they are resident in us. And um, so when the enemy sees us, all, it's like he has to put on sunglasses. He's like trying to make out who, 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 who are you? You know, from where, where, from what I see, it looks like this is how Jesus would look. I, I, I think that's Jesus. And so stay in that presence. Stay in that mind. Stay in that knowing that, um, just knowing that Christ is resident in you. The Father is resident in you. And that you are in the Father. And so when the enemy tries to come, he, he can't make out who you are. He thinks he's seeing Jesus. And because he's seeing Jesus, you are hidden in Christ. So you are hidden in Christ. Take that visual and add it in to Tammy's dream. So God is saying, I'm bringing you milk and honey. I will feed you no matter what's going on. I'll feed you in truth. I'll feed you in love. I'll feed you in righteousness. I'll feed you in all the fruits of the Spirit. I will give it all to you. And he says, don't lean on your own understanding. Because when you do, and you you don't catch yourself in time, that door is wide open. And there's the visual. It's wide open to what? The poop of the world. Now I live in the flesh enough. Sometimes I hear it roll out of my mouth and I think, oh, pastor, I think I, I won the trophy this week for swearing too much, you know. And then you get back in the, in the spirit and it is so different where it is milk and honey, where we are, if you saw any of the postings Tammy put on our, on our um, church page, just watching the deer in the backyard. And they're just so sweet. She says, I just love them there. And I said, well, they love being there because it's so peaceful. They don't fear for anything. And we are in his pasture. We shouldn't be fearing for anything. He has provided. And he will camouflage us as needed. However it is, you and I have free will. That's why we love so deeply. Because he gives us the choice. And so choose this day life and a blessing. Close the door to the, to the poop of the world. The misguidance. The wrong thoughts. That just for the moment you flip off the person driving by you at 80 miles an hour and it scares the holy bejeebers out of you. It does me. I'm thinking, hey, I know Jesus and I'll, I'll be home in a heartbeat. Doesn't mean that's what I want to do with my day. <laughs> I still want to get to Tacoma and smooch my little baby some more, you know? When you're talking about not leaning on our own understanding... Uh, it made me think, just as a reminder, that when we do that and we don't stay close to him and what he's trying to do, we can miss what he's trying to do and miss his move. So, Lord, we're going to worship you. We don't want to miss your move. We want, Lord, to just crawl onto your lap. Father, like a bride does to a new bridegroom, we want to snuggle, put our arms around your neck. We want to feel your arms around our waist. And Father, we just feel so safe, so very, very safe 
your word is true and it sets us free where we can be just so vulnerable with you. Father, as we sing your praises today, the words, Father, let them just wash over you as a, as a bride would wash gushing words over her beloved. And Father, may the words that you have in return to us just almost make us blush with the depth of your love. So Father, we surrender to you. We close all doors, not of you, in Jesus' name. With the door of our heart, we open wide to you and say, come in, sift, sort, have your way in us. Remove and throw out that front door that Tammy saw open. Throw out the junk that's in us and you haul it away and fill that spot with your sweet spiritual fragrance. We thank you now. Let's stand up. We got some declarations to do. Then we're going to jump. We're going to shout. We're going to have victory. You are on, young man. All right, everybody say with me. You ready? Father God, as Legacy City Church, we are believing you for heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declarations, impartations, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings, and callings, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, Souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revelation. Thank you, Father, that as we join your value system, or our value system, I'm sorry, to your, let me start over. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, I, you will shower me favor, blessings, and increase upon me so I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven and see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. Shout victory and praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 60 says, Arise, and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick darkness is over all the people. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to the light, to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, 
and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant, and your heart will throb and swell with joy. We just prophesy that scripture right now. I just speak it. I I prophesy the word of God over this house, over every heart in this room. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. There's darkness over the people in this land, over the people in Bremerton, in Port Orchard, in Paulsbo, in Gig Harbor, Tacoma. There is darkness over people, but we don't set our sight on the darkness because the glory of the Lord has risen over us. Arise and shine. We arise and we shine because Jesus, you are the light of the world and you have come and you have placed your light inside of us and you are raising your light up over each one of us. We speak to our sons and daughters that have yet to become a part of Legacy City Church, that have yet to become parts of your kingdom family in our region. We speak over their hearts today and we say, come to the light of Jesus. Be drawn to the light of the Lord your God. Come and receive the forgiveness of your sins and the restoration of your heart. Come and find out your true inheritance that Jesus Christ, the King of heaven, has provided for you. We just call them forth now and we speak it over ourselves in this room today that we would rise up, that we would rise up in who you say we are, Lord Jesus. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. We just release the strength of the Lord in this room today that those with weak knees would be strengthened that every area of every person in this room's life that is, that is undergoing a season or an area of weakness, we just declare strength into that area now. To those who, who are not with us today that have stayed home because of illness or whatever the reason may be, we just speak your grace and your blessing and your strength over them today. We just war on behalf of our church family those that are with us in this room, those that are with us at home, and those that are yet to be with us, the sons and the daughters that will be carried on the hip. We just release strength today. We release the grace of the Lord Jesus, and we declare the blood of the cross has declared complete forgiveness of sin, and bondage has been broken. Bondage is broken in the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I saw as we were singing today, there is power in the name of Jesus. It was like grabbing on to a power line and the chains inside of minds were breaking. The chains, the lies that are like chains that lock you down and lock others down, that lock those who have yet to come into the kingdom, that have blinded them, those chains that have kept them held prisoner, I saw those chains breaking as we grab hold of the power line, the name of Jesus. 
So today we declare the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua our King, Jesus Christ, the name above all names. There is power in your name, Jesus. And as my voice covers the airwave in this room, and each heart in this room declares together with me that you alone are Lord, and you are God, and you are the chain-breaking King. And we release that out of this place today. We release our intercessions. We partner with heaven, and we say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come into the city, into our region, into each one of our hearts. We open wide today, Lord. We open up the door of our heart that you would come in and feast with us. We know you stand at the door and you knock. And that's the church that you are knocking on the door of. So we open up and we say, come in, King Jesus. Come in and have your way. Come in and take more territory. You are the conquering king. Let your kingdom, your rule and your reign, your government, let it come. Govern our hearts and our minds. Establish your ways inside of us. Let your precepts, let your truth rewire the way we think. Is there a duck in the room? I'm not sure what that was. Okay, we don't have to say amen yet because we're not done. But I just want to invite anyone to come up who felt like the Lord was just showing you something that he wants to do, something that he's doing in that last part of our worship, the whole part of worship. Whatever it might be, just feel free to come up if you want to share something. And while I wait for you, if you're not going to, or you will, um, I just, a couple things I jotted down. Um, feelings are a great indicator of truth, right? Nope. Feelings are not a great indicator of things unseen. You know, feelings often reveal our belief system. I would encourage you, now I, I don't want to, you know, lump in hormonal changes, whether you're a kid going through hormone changes, becoming an adult, or you're older like us and your hormones are changing, you know, that will affect your your mood, your emotions. But emotions are not a good indicator of truth. And I would encourage you to Check your emotions, and I would encourage you to take authority over your emotions. Take authority. Even now, I just, I know there was prayer over this room, but we just take authority over this space right now. This can happen at the beginning of the meeting. This can happen now or at the end. This can happen on your drive home. We take authority in the name of Jesus, over our hearts and lives in this place. We say, let the kingdom come. 
Let the king of heaven come and reign and rule and make the broken things healed and the wrong things right. That he would come and he would establish righteousness in the place of sin or unrighteousness. That he would bring justice in the places of injustice. That he would bring hunger and desire for his presence in place of apathy and lack of care. So we invite him now and we take authority over this place and we just speak that over our hearts. King Jesus, come. Come and have your way in this room. God is 7,000 times more active than what we actually believe. Just like he told the prophet Elijah when he thought that all had abandoned him, all was lost, he was depressed. God said, I have 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. He is 7,000 times more at work than what we currently at this moment believe or feel or see. So I would encourage you today, let the weak say, I am strong. That is what the word of God says. You're weak, say the opposite. Declare the opposite. And one last thing that I uh, was reminded of when we received the prophetic word to go plant the church. The young lady, Crystal, who spoke to us, uh, I said, well, we don't have a worship team. How can we even start a church without a worship team? Wasn't even thinking, you know, Ethan would be our worship team. Plugging away on the computer over there. She said, you know how to bring the presence. Each one of you in this room. Good morning, Donald. <laughs> Each one of you in this room, you know how to bring the presence. When I go into that post office, just a couple blocks down the street here, I have authority in Jesus to take of that authority and release kingdom authority over that room. And I can bring his presence. He's in you for your sake. Ephesians chapter 1 says, Having believed, you were marked by him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is in you, who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. So you have the Holy Spirit in you as a guarantee that you're saved. You may not feel saved every day, right? But you know you are. The truth is you are, even though you don't feel glorious. In the same way, the Spirit of God is in you for your sake, but he comes upon you for their sake, for the sake of those outside. And that passage in Isaiah 60, that is all about his presence rising up over you. He's in you, but he wants to rise up and, and come upon you. That the light that is hidden inside of you would come and, and shine over your life. And that the darkness that's over the people in our region, 
they would see that light and they would come to the brightness of your dawning, your, your shining as the light rises. God won't make his light rise up on you. It's your choice. But I would encourage you, even now in this room, we can bring his presence. Sorry, you just look like you're about, right? Are you sleepy? <laughs> you just soaked, and that was good, yeah. Do you guys appreciate that soaking time? We could probably do a good half hour of that. Maybe we'll just do a whole soaking time some Sunday. Hopefully a bunch of new people won't show up. <laughs> be like, this is weird. So what does it look like? This wasn't a planned message. It's not even a message. It's just an encouragement and a question. What does it look like right now for us to bring the presence? Was that a hand raised? Oh, come on up then. You got to come up here. I thought you were just like, whoa. <laughs> Doing that Donna De Silva thing. For me, I think um, <clears throat> really a lot of it is about submitting and surrendering. Just allowing yourself to be overshadowed by him. Because he brings all things that we need. There's like an ebb and a, there can be like an ebb and a flow, like a wave. <clears throat> Just allow that to overtake you. When the wave goes back, it can take away all those things that hinder us. The mindsets, the feeling of being ridiculous or embarrassed or I don't know what this is. I'm not comfortable with it. Just to submit and surrender and to give your entire vessel, your body, over to him because he inhabits us. And we are joined with him. So for me, it's just submit and surrender. To just quiet yourself, everything that's in you of self, and just give it over to him and let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. <clears throat> While Marilyn makes her way up here, there is power in your words. There is authority on your tongue. If you're saved, you are no longer the person that you used to be before Christ. You are now a new creation in Jesus. The old is gone, dead and buried. The new has come. You are now infused with the very nature and presence of God in your DNA. His spirit has become one with your spirit. You are a new creature. And your mouth has power to release kingdom reality through your declaration. It is with your heart that you believe, and it is with your tongue that you confess and are saved. That's part of your requirement to actually be saved, is to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe, and it is with your mouth that you confess. So there's power. And when you declare right now, I just welcome, you don't have to close your eyes. This isn't going back into prayer. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. 
we welcome you. Just receive more of him by faith. Jesus said, if anyone asks for more of the Holy Spirit from our good, good Father, how much more is he willing to give the Holy Spirit to us who ask? Much more. His desire is to give you more of himself. So we strip off those lies that are like layers of compost or layers of rubble and, and stuff, debris. All of those, those beliefs that we're not worthy, that I haven't done enough to deserve to be used by God. All of those different excuses and reasonings that we allow to come in to disqualify us or disable us from being used by God to bring his presence. Jesus has already dealt with that stuff. He has qualified you through his blood on the cross. You have been qualified. You are now a saint. Paul said you are saints. He wrote to the saints. You are set apart ones. You are holy and dearly loved sons and daughters of God. Jesus' blood was not so weak that you just remain a sinner and a worm. No, his blood is the most powerful substance in the entire universe. And one drop of that blood changes you forever. It changes your DNA. It makes you a person who was once a part of the kingdom of darkness and it translates you over into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the son of God. You are now a kingdom citizen, a royal son or daughter. So straighten up your crown brush off the dust, off your royal robes of righteousness. He has credited his righteousness to you. It is your robe. You get to wear it. It's amazing. And as we believe, Paul, Bill Johnson says, the only closed heaven that believers experience is between their ears. If, if you get rid of those beliefs, that are lies, and you replace them with truth, then you can step into that truth and release that truth, not only in you, but around you. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit, all packaged up in purple. It's his favorite color. You know, um, this last week I... I had an opportunity to see what people said about me on the front page of a newspaper in Washington State. And they said, developer of leaders, strategic planner, communicator, interventionist. And I'm like, huh, okay. However, this morning, back here, while we were singing and worshiping, um, it's in that one, but it says uh, a promise keeper Yes, I'm singing this and saying, Lord, you are a way maker. You are a miracle worker. You are a promise keeper. You are light in the darkness. My God, that's who you are. And he said, Marilyn, he said, because I am in you and I have declared that you will do greater things. 
than we have done. Marilyn, you are a way maker. Marilyn, because of me in you, you are a miracle worker. Marilyn, because of promises keepers, because of me. You're light in the darkness. That's who you are because I am your God. Are you grasping that? Greater is he that's in you. And he says, you, 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 all of us, we are a way maker. We are miracle workers. We are promise keepers. We are light in the darkness. That's who we are. That's who we are. So what's in a name? I want that in my name. Not because of who I am, but because of who he is. And allows me the privilege to grow in, participate with, and live out being who I am in him. Receive that. Let it just soak in. So I'm going to just tag on to that because Jesus said, as I am, so are you in the world. Did he say it or did someone say, as he is, so are we in the world? Anyway, I've heard it both ways. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. And then he turned to the disciples and the followers and he said, you are the light of the world. So that's not heresy. As we behold him, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says, as we behold the glory of the Lord, we get to be transformed into the same likeness, into his same image, from glory to glory to glory. We are his reflectors. We get to reflect his light. We get to represent Jesus in the earth. He didn't say, Go into all the world and pray that the sick get healed and beg me to heal them. He said, no, go and heal the sick. Raise the dead. You do it. Cleanse the leper. Freely you've received. Now freely give. Because I'm going to the Father. He left us here that we would be like little Jesuses in the earth. Not saying you're deity, you just have the deity living inside of you. He is the creator God, we are the created, but we were created in his image and in his likeness. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I never thought of seeing that part of that song that way. You are. So I'll just say it over you guys. You are way makers, miracle workers. Promise keepers, lights in the darkness. Because of my God, that is who you are. And I say that over myself. And so again, we just take authority. We take authority over everything in our lives right now. Over everything that's out of whack, everything that's not lining up, kingdom, we just choose to take authority over it. And we'll keep doing that until that thing bows, until the atmosphere shifts, because we have authority. And so if we have it, we should take it, and we should implement it. Why don't you guys stand up? We're going to read a scripture together as, as a closing, because this is church, and we should read the Bible when we're in church. 
I know I did read Isaiah. We're going to do um, Romans chapter 8. And we're going to do the e- English. We'll do the... I think you guys can handle it. We're going to do the Passion Trans. No, let's do the English Standard Version. No Passion. Oh I'm messing with him. <laughs> which, one, which one you guys want? English Standard Version or the Passion? Passion. passion. Okay, there you go. <laughs> You're a good son, Ethan. So are you, Oscar. You're a good boy. Make your, you guys make your dad proud. Here we go. Romans chapter 8. You don't have to read it out loud, but you can if you want to. I'm going to just go for it. I'll be looking back there. So now, the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus. Period. But there's no period. The anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life, flowing through the anointing of Jesus, has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's son gave his body to be a sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn guilt and power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. And we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Cry out for more of him. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights against God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot No matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of God empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Now Christ lives His life in you. Now Christ lives His life. In you, And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Just say it. Fully accepted. I am fully accepted by God. Yes, God raised Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives inside of you, you will also raise, he will also raise, excuse me, your dying body to life by the same spirit that breathes life into you. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claims on us at all, and we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, 
Let me back up. But if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste his abundant life. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Full acceptance. I take it for myself. Enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection. Beloved Father. Abba Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are the heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. I am convinced that suffering, the suffering, any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, even if it's broken. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have thrown that in there. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin. But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in the contractions of labor for childbirth. And it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. This is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. I'm going to repeat that. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. We prophesy it. We don't see it yet, but we see it before it happens. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. Excuse me. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or, how, or we don't know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. 
See, that's what's passionate about it. He super intercedes. He doesn't just intercede. Pleading to God with emotional sighs to, too deep for words. We're almost to the end, guys. You're champions in this room. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. That is good news. He's praying for us. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born, including the stupid stuff you do. And he destined you, he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son, Jesus our king, he is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. Transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone. The wire is happening right now. You are receiving your wired money, your funds, your righteousness is coming right to you right now. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. So what does all this mean? Final question. If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them. Not guilty. Not guilty. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? Man, I thought it was almost over. It's getting there. You guys are good. You're tired of sitting on those plastic chairs anyway. Move around a little bit. It's okay. Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Troubles, pressures, problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love, even though it is written, all day long we face death threats for your sake, God, 
we are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors. And his, he, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. I think this is the final. Is this the final one? Take a deep breath. Read this with me, guys. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I am convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which he lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. Amen.